took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host as always, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, we just finished up this this Devi Dynasty combined draft. I'm pretty excited. Um, had a good week. Should be getting a promotion at work, so pretty happy about that. Uh, getting a work vehicle gas card. Hopefully that comes sooner rather than later. Um, pretty well moved uh, last week at the old house. So basically just, well, really tomorrow and then Sunday. Um, and just fixing everything up to hopefully not owe money, I guess. You know, yeah. I doubt we get the security deposit back. But it, it is what it is, man. But I'm doing good. I'm excited. Uh, you know, keep doing this. Keep moving forward. Keep keep doing football. Getting injured, inching closer to football season. I'm just. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty swell. Uh, as you know, I'm moving next Friday. Obviously, you're coming down there with me to help with the move. But I'm off all week. All week this week from work because you know we've done about shit like 15% packing so far. So I took the whole week off. I'm gonna. Knock out some good packing this weekend, and hopefully I'll be able to chill and relax a little bit this week before we get the seven-hour journey, eight-hour journey down to North Carolina for us in the big old box truck. Yeah, I mean, but, what's like a six-and-a-half-hour drive? Right? Yeah, we're going to have to stop it at least once, yeah. probably two, three driving, times, no one does. Driving a box truck that's going to probably be governed at like 70, 75. Yeah, well, we're not scooting along. We're going to be in that fucking middle lane. I just hope there's cruise control. Please. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. That would suck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully there's like an Oxport or something. Yeah, I already found my little adapter for our iPhones and an Oxport just in case. And yeah, because I doubt I had Bluetooth, but no, hopefully there's an Oxport. We, we need it. We're going to be doing it the old school way. If not. Playing out of our goddamn phones. Oh. 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 I like how we do on there sometimes at the end. Get out of here. One more thing. What were you talking about? No, it's a good week. Got some, a very nice AEW pay-per-view coming up this weekend. and I think a WWE pay-per-view. And AEW's first video game comes out this week. And I'm you know, I'm super, super excited for that. And glad I'll be off work for it so I can stay up late and play it. And play it all day the next day. But 
I was going to say, you've mentioned that AEW uh, video game to me several times. It sounds like you're excited. I'm going to have to look more into it. I've, I have, as we do the whole game share, so you've bought in the uh, WWE games the last three or four years, probably more than that. I think I've played like two of the last three or two of the last four or something, and, and I just have a hard time really getting into them. They're not like the old ones. Like no, no mercy. Like no mercy. You know what I mean? Mm, that's what AEW is virtually a modernized version of. Is the people that made No Mercy made this one. So if it's if set it's, up similar and yeah, if it's similar to that, I'm, I might have to. I'll have to check it out. I might might have to get it. So from everything I've seen, they made it to be something you pick up and play. You have fun with. It's more of an arcadey type game, so the graphics aren't. You know, out of this world like WWE, but they're still pretty damn good. Right, but a, a game that we'd be more out to like. Oh yeah, so just pick up, play a few matches, have some fun. It's not nothing convoluted and complicated like the WWE nowadays, where you can just set up a universe mode and make all the matches and rivalries, and you got to manage everything first before you get some good shit on your cards and all that. This you just pick up, play some fun ass matches, and have a good time. I'm ready to look at it and see, see if it's for me. Oh, yeah. I hope so, because you can play online as a tag team. And we'd be in there like swimwear. That's where you had me, the old DBZ Fusion. Yeah, uh, that yeah. good old dumb shit. Can't believe oh. they put that in there. I'd play the shit. I, I might have to get it. I just might. But we'll move on to that meat and potatoes here. Like Derek said, we did a 15-round Debbie Dynasty combined startup you know piggybacking off what we talked about last week doing Debbie and Dynasty combined rankings we decided to go ahead and do a mock startup see how that would shake out with the Debbies being thrown in there as opposed to like Debbie picks or placeholder picks or what have you so this episode we're going to cover rounds one through five most likely and do another part two possibly part three depending on where we're at so we'll go ahead and kick things off and it was just Derek and I going back and forth. We both had six teams. And the way we drafted was building the team. We didn't just look at it as take BPA for everything. We were actually doing roster construction, team building. Yeah, there, there had to actually be some thought process in the picks you were making, which I was personally a fan of. It's much better than just taking BPA over and over again. I liked making a team, making a roster that I think I can manage as a dynasty manager going forward. So I got the 101, of course, no-brainer, Patrick Mahomes. And then this was third-round reversal, because that's the way we do all of our dynasty startups that are not auctioned. So at 212 and 312, I took Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews, 401 and 512, Devontae Adams, and Najee Harris. So this is, you know, Typical Superflex, PPR, tight end premium. We'll just call it start 10. You know, three wide receivers, two running backs, so on and so forth. So from the first slot, I first five rounds, I end up with Mahomes, Tyreek, Mark Andrews, Devontae Adams, and Najee Harris. So a very win-now team, which is exactly what I envisioned, picking Mahomes, and then Tyreek fell, as did Mark Andrews and Devontae Adams. And then getting Najee, for at least this season, is my RB1 trying to compete. I'm not too mad about. So this one, I, I definitely would be excited if I would go into a draft and I walked away with these five guys right off the bat. 
I'd be out of this world happy. Yeah, I think he did pretty good. I mean, like you said, Tyree Kill. I mean, falling to two twelve to me is not bad. But even Mark Andrews, as good as like you said, we play tight end premium to three twelve. That's a to me is a hell of a fall. And Najee Harris at five twelve. I mean, that's that's pretty insane. They yeah, almost almost six round for Najee. I know he's been looked down upon a lot recently, age and the team he's on and whatnot, not being so efficient. But at five twelve, that's for a win now build, I can't pass that up at all. No, I think I mean that that's to me is great value there at five twelve to get your RB one and, and somebody like Najee is talented and probably will get volume like we think he will. Um, I mean it, that's that's a great first five. It really is, like you said, super win now. Um, nobody necessarily young, but you also have Mr. QB one. Bravo, man. We got him in a. That two to three window we all want to play in. If you're picking up the one on one this week, you should be going for it. You shouldn't be trying to go productive struggle with Patrick Mahomes. You should no, be going for the juggernaut, trying to get those win now guys and if you going get, for it. Yeah, if you get that one on one and you immediately want a productive struggle, trade out of the one on one. Yes. Do, do not take Patrick Mahomes because he's going to score a point. Regardless of how your um, draft order is determined, it, just don't. And even more so, if it's not third round reversal and traditional snake, you're even in a more killer spot with the 212 and 301. Right. We'll go ahead and move on to your first team you drafted from the 102 slot. So let's hear what you what you did with this one. So I took uh, personally my my overall QB two, Jalen Hurts. I believe he's also yours. Um, I got Christian McCaffrey. You know, to me, a guy that's probably going to go out there in our formats get twenty, close to twenty points a week. I think he's pretty well banged in for that at two eleven. I think that's a fucking steal, personally. He was on my radar at two twelve. He was one of the three or four guys I was looking at. I, I would anticipate in most dy- just dynasty leagues. I know this is dynasty Devi combined. Uh, I, I would still think he is a first round pick, if not early second. Yeah, um, with what he can put up. He's still only 26, 26 27. Yeah. So um, he's not Derrick Henry or 29, you know. He's not a plotter like Zeke at 26, 27. When he also brings a completely different facet to his game with his receiving work. I mean, he's he's just an overall back can do it all. Yeah, the way we look at Derrick Henry, the Yeti being machine, I think we're looking at McCaffrey the same way here in two years. He's still going to be putting up elite numbers. Based on the way he plays and what he can do with the ball, he, yeah, he's going to be one of them top eight fantasy production wise guys probably until he retires. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with him. I'm just not shut all about buying him. Yeah, just because of his ability to, you know, he receives the ball. He does it all. I mean, he's he's not just a run between the tackles or run outside the tackles. He he literally does it all. And on the same frame offense, he could put up even bigger numbers when he did in Carolina more efficiently. Yes. And then that, your next pick kind of surprised me a little bit that I mean, he I, uh, fell this far. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. At three eleven, I got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, you know, I, I'm probably going to refer to him as JSN from from here on out, just because it's it's easier to say. But uh, man, I just this kid is uber talented, and everything that I'm hearing about how it's how he's down over there in Seattle, what he's doing so far. He's, I mean, he's. Lighting it up, I guess, is the wrong way to say it, but people are perceiving him like he's a vet. He's professional. He's a role model. He does 
just everything right. And his work ethic is, you know, second to none. Um, JSN at 311 to me, I think, is also a steal. It's, I think I've got him as like my running or my wide receiver 17 in combined. Um, so I'm pretty high on him. And if he would have landed, I, if he would have landed in a better landing spot, he'd be even higher. Um, wide receiver 18 for me. So I love that pick. And then I went wide receiver back to back at 402. I took Stephon Diggs. Again, I think he kind of fell, and then I, I just wanted to round out. Um, well, let's stay on Stephon for a second. Obviously, on a super high-powered, pass-heavy offense with Josh Allen, I feel like you know he's poised to probably another great two years, three years. Highly possible, yeah. If yeah. he stays there, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. But this is a more of a win now, first five. Um, and then I rounded out at 5'11 with Pat F. at Fryermuth. You know, I would have liked to have gotten a little bit better tight end, but I'm not too mad at it. I think I've got him as tight end six. So. Yeah. Not, not the worst pick of tight end. Maybe you could have waited a little bit longer and got someone similar, but Pat F's got the, as of right now, the red zone touchdown upside. We'll see what they do with Darnell Washington down there. But what we've seen so far, he is a top eight, top six producing tight end. I wouldn't expect much less from him again this year. I wouldn't. I don't anticipate that team to uh, really, you know, <clears throat> spread it deep, <coughs> spread it deep, and chuck the ball long at all. Oh hell, of a lot. Um, I'm personally not a believer in Kenny Pickett, but I think uh, a tight end and Deontay Johnson are pretty safe on that team. Yeah. I still love George Pickens, but I just don't think Kenny Pickett is the type of quarterback that's going to be able to facilitate the ball to George Pickens like George Pickens is going to want. So yeah, he'll be a good old be, Jimmy G type of guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm not like ecstatic about this team, but I'd I'd take it if I drafted this team that wasn't a mock. I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. No, not at all. It's a nice little it's team. To start another out with. win now team. Yeah. And my next team for the 103 was probably one of my top two or three favorite teams. Uh, 103, I went with my guy, Joe Burrow. Forget Josh Allen. He's my QB4 now. He is not official whatsoever. I don't think he's going to keep it up as long as what Burrow can do. Allen runs the ball the way he runs it, that offense. With the way things are going with Stephon Diggs, I can see him exiting sooner rather than later, and they've done nothing other than Don Kincaid, uh, Damien Harris. You know, they haven't brought in any more pass-catching weapons for Josh Allen, so if Diggs leaves, I think they're royally fucked. Fantasies, fantasy regards for Josh Allen. But, took Joe Burrow, and then 210 and 310, I took Garrett Wilson and Tua. I'm still all in on Tua. We saw what he did last year. He was in the DM MVP conversation before he got hurt initially. So he went out there and proved that he can be a stud, top 10 quarterback producing-wise. So I'm still all in on two, especially at the 310. And then I got the Slim Reaper, Devonta Smith, and Josh Jacobs. So still youngish. You know, Burrow's my oldest player at 20. He'll be 27. So everyone else, you know, 25 and under. So pretty young team, but still at the same time, 
more of a win now team with the way these guys produce right now. So like I said, this is one of my top two or three favorite teams that I drafted in this one. And you know, getting Burrow, pairing him with two young up-and-coming receivers, another possible top 10 quarterback, and then we saw what Jacobs did last year. He's done it throughout his career. He's quietly been like a top six running back his whole career. Yeah. He at absolutely least killed it last at year. At least production-wise. I don't see him using them any differently than they did last year. They used them as if they were going to, they're not going to keep him long term. He's on the tag. So as of right now, they're not going to keep him long term. So I see them just doing the same thing they did last year, just feeding the ball over and over again, giving him all the work. And I'll soak that up on all my fantasy teams. No, I, I like this team of yours also. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily on the same wavelength as you when it comes to Joe Burrow, but um, in his own right, he's he's right up there. Um, I mean, really nothing to complain about. Oh, Tua, um, I think I've got him, I shouldn't say I think, I've got my rankings right here. I've got him as my QB 13. So he's right on the fringe of a QB 1. And to be completely honest, the reason I've got him as my QB 13 is just injury worry. The talent's there. The weapons are there. Um, I just hope he doesn't have any more concussions. It's literally the only bad thing I can say about Tua. His arm yeah. strength looked a hell of a lot better last year compared to the year before, or the years before. Um, Tua stays healthy, he could easily be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. He proved it. He's already done it. Yeah. Just need to stay on the field. As long as he's got the weapons. So I'm not in the business of predicting injuries, so drafting him, I'm thinking he's going to play a majority of the games. He's going to lead me to a playoff berth and hopefully a long run in the playoffs with this team. Yeah, absolutely. But I, this one, I thought it was really interesting for me. It kind of seems like a, a half-seas team. Half-seas? Half-seas, a half. I'm going for it, then it's like, well, maybe not, maybe not. I'll take a few young guys and go productive struggle with a couple studs. So I'd like to hear your thoughts of what you did here. Well, I'm still pretty high on, on Josh Allen, personally. Um, I, I do tend to agree with you that like the uh, he's, he's turnover-prone. Throws a lot of yeah. interceptions, and I feel like he needs to not rely quite so much on his ability to run the ball. Um, I, I get that he's a great runner, hard to bring down, blah, 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 but we, we've noticed that those type of quarterbacks tend to not last as long. So that there's a knock on Josh Allen. It's the turnovers, and he needs to not run quite so much. Uh, I still have him as my QB3. Joe Burrow's my QB4, so obviously we are, we are flipped on those. But I don't have anything wrong to, or bad to say about Joe Burrow. I think the gap is, you know, they're neck and neck. It's, it's very tight. Um, I, that was at 104. At 209, I, I took A.J. Brown. I also feel like this is a uh, quite the fall for A.J. Brown. Um, I know that in a, in, in a dynasty startup we did a couple months ago that uh, A.J. Brown was taken... Uh, the beginning two, of the second one, two, yeah. Everything we've done this off season, he's a, he's been top of the second, late first, yeah, every so, time. Late, mid, late second. I mean, this to me is a great value. Um, and he's twenty five, twenty six. Not saying he's old or anything. And that Philly offense, absolutely love it. I would take any part of it if I could. Hence, you yeah, did. I did. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of AJ Brown. I anticipate that offense being even better next year than what it was this past year. 
uh, a guy that at 309, a guy that both of us are extremely high on, Drake London. Um, I feel like him and Kyle Pitts down there with Desmond Ritter and uh, Bijan are just going to fucking wreck havoc next year, hopefully. But I've got Drake London as my wide receiver 12. So I am personally extremely high on Drake London. He's young, super athletic. I mean, he's basically a wide receiver Kyle Pitts. He can do a lot of the same shit, big body. Um, just the type of wide receiver that you and I both love. Yeah, you know, full disclosure for these this particular episode and the next couple. When we're referring to our rankings, we are looking at our combined rankings yes. that we spoke about last week. Yes. So since this is a combined Debbie Dynasty draft, we are looking at that set of rankings, not just straight Dynasty. So Yeah, being, I mean, pretty much common sense what you just said. This is a Debbie Dynasty. I'm going by those rankings. I'm not going to say my Dynasty rankings in a Debbie Dynasty. Um, so I got Drake London at 309. Maybe a, a bit of a reach for for some people. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think as a wide receiver, twelve. I think that's a good landing spot. Four oh four. I can see this is where you're starting. Maybe Drake London too, but definitely these next two picks. So four oh four. I took Bryce Young. He's currently. A, a, he's my QB two in this year's rookie class behind Anthony Richardson. Personally, uh, overall ranking or not overall. Debbie Dynasty, he is my QB fifteen, so I'm 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 pretty high on Bryce Young. Um, he's got himself a new toy down there, and Jonathan Mingo. So um, I, I expect some pretty good success from him year one. I think he definitely between him and Anthony Richardson to go in year one and you know finish as a QB one. Uh, and then at five oh nine, I took uh, Kenneth Walker. Talk about a fall for a guy. Yeah, um, he definitely fell for both of us. Obviously, the Zach Charbonnet pick in, in, what, in the second round, mm-hmm. I think, not necessarily, to me, didn't really like kill his value, but before they had Zach Charbonnet, I think they had Kenneth Walker as like a top four uh, running back. Yeah. And yeah. And now he's, I think he's around that, he's my running back seven in the combined rankings, so... He's definitely taking a hit. So, but I was trying to go. I, this this is a, I would say a win now team. Granted, I do have a rookie quarterback as one of my top five picks, but I've got Josh Allen as my <clears throat> QB one. So, for me, I've got a, a QB one, a wide receiver one, two wide receiver ones for me personally, a RB one, and two QB two QB twos basically. So. I didn't go tight in this this early in this one because I much rather would have uh, gone. I like the go hero RB, get at least one really good one. I think Kenneth Walker still falls in the hero RB category. Um, so I figured I'd go running back at 509 instead of going out and getting a tight end. I think I got... Can't fault we'll, you for that. We'll, we'll talk later about the same team, but I think I got like two younger tight ends that I expect to do really well in the next couple of years. Absolutely. And this is my number one team I'd be looking forward to manage. Favorite team I drafted. Uh, straight young guys, Debbie. I pulled the plug on Debbie at 105 with Caleb Williams. 
we've talked about before, he's my QB5. Maybe halfway through next season, he might move up to QB4. Maybe QB3, depending on how he plays. But took him at 105, and then at 208, I took Jameer Gibbs. Maybe a little bit high, maybe not. But I love Jameer Gibbs, and I love playing the hero RB as well. So to get a rookie running back, PPR machine like him, I'm fine taking for a year or two and having him as my lead running back. And then the tight end premium took over, and I took Brock Bowers. Yeah, I'm mad about this one. Oh, I bet. I was kind of surprised he fell this far, but then again, with it being a combined draft, you really want to wait on the tight end, taking him this early, at least a year. So I think that played a factor to his draft position. Now, obviously, like if we did overall rankings, he would be much higher than pick 308. Yeah. But 405, I took C.J. Stroud. Wanted to get another young quarterback, and he's sitting right there. I don't think he's going to play much of a factor fantasy-wise this season. So perfectly fine. Put him on the tank squad. I mean, one could argue 405, that's that's a bit of a fall, too. Yeah. So I think that's I mean, a great value regardless. And then 508, went back to the Debbie pool with Emeka Ibuka. So hopefully got my wide receiver one, tight end one, and QB one coming in next year. Yeah. So he says, the most fun team I drafted I'd be looking forward to playing around with in an actual league. I mean, I, I, personally, there's not a whole hell of a lot to add on to what you said. We know what Caleb Williams, well, I shouldn't say no, but we anticipate what Caleb Williams is going to be. He's my QB5 as well, and our combined rankings should come in, light it on fire year one. Jameer Gibbs, I feel like, could be, you know, CMC light. You know, yeah. come in and have the same trajectory as a CMC, or maybe, I don't think he's as big as Saquon, but, you, you know, can home run ability and pass catching ability is as a guy like Saquon uh, we love Jameer Gibbs Brock Bowers another tight end unicorn CJ Stroud uh, yeah we'll, we'll see what becomes he's kind of up in the air depends on uh, if that organization decides to help him or not and then Emeka Buka we've, we've talked him up quite a bit on this show in the last year or so so I like the team too I would love to have that team it's a fun team and you had even more Debbie picks later so Plenty of them. Yeah. And Spoiler that, that'd alert. Be, that'd, be a, that'd be a great and fun team to, to manage. Absolutely. Mm, this one you got coming up next. I really love this build. Absolutely. This is an absolute win now, team, is, is what I was going for here. So This uh, one will be fun watching the scores run up on Sundays. It, absolutely. Because I don't think I took a Debbie pick until, like, 10th round or something in this one on this team. Yeah. Uh, but st- starting off um, at 106, I got Justin Herbert. I think it's a little bit of a fall probably compared to the community. Um, he is currently my QB7. So yeah, I'm sure most aren't taking Caleb Williams over Justin Herbert. No. But I figured at 106, Justin Herbert, if he doesn't hit, it's still great value. I could trade out of him, whatever. Um, and then at, at 207, this was extremely exciting because it's a guy that we talked about here uh, several times here. Lately, I think a lot last week, uh, Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, what was it? Every time he touches the ball, he gets he scores like four points or something stupid. Yeah, he's dummy he's, efficient when he gets. It's like points per target is those number one efficiency. It's through the roof, and it's not even close to number two. No, it's it's, it's unreal. So, I'm 
not that I actually have a share of Jalen Waddle, but to, to draft him and, you know, I, I'm excited about this team, and you'll see why here over the next couple picks. But Jalen Waddle, 207, I feels like just an absolute fucking steal. Uh, 307. At 308, you took Brock Bowers, and this is probably why. 307, I took Travis Kelsey. Uh, still currently my tight end one in Dynasty. Yet to change. Or not just Dynasty. Combined. Um, really, I have no reason to change. Last year, I said I think he has two to three years left of same production, and I'm going to say it again this year. I think he has another two to three years left of super high tight end production. Um... And I think 307 is a fucking fall. That's especially in a tight end premium league. Uh, 406, I love this pick. Austin Eckler. Um, Yeah, that's a hell of a pick. 406, uh, that's another kind of Jameer Gibbs. You know, just older. Um, Finally been healthy. Maybe a decent stack between Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, but uh, he's my running back eight in our combined rankings. So at 406, I absolutely love it. And at 507, I got I picked Christian Kirk, had to take a, another wide receiver. Who is my I think wide receiver 18? 16 in my rankings. So I, I just I absolutely love I love this team. It's for sure a win now team, like I said. I didn't take a Davy pick until like the tenth round or something stupid. Um but this team's just going to score a shit ton of points. That they will, my friend. That they will. So it's another pretty damn good one now build as far as I'm concerned. We'll take it back from the 107 with me. Yeah. I had my my preferred quarterback between Herbert and T-Law. So I got T-Law. T-Law. I don't know, I don't know where that came from. But 206, I paired him with C.D. Lamb. At 306, T. Higgins. 407, TJ Hawkinson, and 506, T-Law's running mate, Travis Etienne. So, a rather young build, but also, at the same time, could still be a very competitive team right off the bat. All these guys, you know, Hawks, the top three to five tight end as of right now. Uh, Etienne, he was pumped up to a top five running back last season. And then, obviously, we know T. Higgins, C.D. Liam, C.D.'s top three. Higgins he's seems to be top 10, 12 everywhere. Yeah. Of course, T-Law, at worst, the top eight quarterback, depending on who you ask. So this is another team I'm, I'd be really happy to manage. and seem, You can do a lot here with them. You can go tear down to a little bit more production struggle, or you can also tear up, take this these young guys and try to get some more older stud-like players. So yeah, very versatile as was the theme of this one. Now, the, the thing I love about this team the most for you is that they're just, these top five picks are all young. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to maintain value, and their value could honestly still go up. CD, maybe not so much. He's a top three wide receiver. But, um, I, I mean, I, I again, I, I can't really say much more. You know, you got two top ten wide receivers, one being top three, a, a top four tight end, a top ten quarterback and running back. You can't beat it. You really can't. You you got multiple positional whatever ones at you know, one position and everywhere else. It's it's I think it's a great team, man. Great team, brother. Absolutely. 
Let's see what you got cooking for the 108. A little. This this team. Eh. Look. Eh. I don't. I don't know what necessarily I was was going for. Um, but I just kept rolling with it. So 108. I I took Lamar Jackson. I felt like. Uh, honestly, this is a little late for Lamar. I feel like he should have been... I mean, I know Caleb Williams is there, but he should have been like 107, 106 range-ish. Um, but 108, I'll take it. I feel like he... Uh, with, with the way that offense is going to change this year, that the numbers he's going to put up are going to be even better than when he won the MVP. I could see him finishing as like a top three quarterback this year. Um, at 205, I, I took Brees Hall. Personally, I'm still pretty high on Brees Hall. I've got him as my RB3 in the combined ranking. So at 205, I feel like that's an absolute steal. Um, and that offense overall is going to be a hell of a lot better. We've seen what Aaron Jones has done for years with, with Aaron Rodgers. For me, there's no reason to think Brees Hall can't do the same, if not a little better. Uh, at 305, I took DK Metcalf, another wide receiver I absolutely love. Um to me at 305 it's another one of those that's he fell 305 is, is a steal for DK Metcalf um, you know, fast as hell six foot four just an absolute unit the only, not even necessarily a question mark but I'm um, excited to see what they do quarterback wise here in a, a year or two um, 408 a guy that I anticipate to have a crazy breakout season this year, Traylon Burks. I know we're both extremely high on on Burks, and even more so now. Um, this is just an anticipation for him to blow up. So, yeah, I was hoping to land him on a couple different teams here, more so the one right after this one. So it's pretty pretty annoying to snipe me on him. It happened a lot. We snipe each other a lot in, in about every round. Um, and then at 505, again, I, I didn't go back to the the tight end well. I decided to go with another quarterback. Uh, I took Dak Prescott. Um, you know, not my wouldn't have been my first pick for a quarterback in the fifth round. I've got him as my QB 20 in our combined rankings, but um, the quarterback's flying off the board pretty quick. I figured yeah. he's he's at least suitable for now, and they went out and got Brandon Cooks, so he, he should stack. He should be okay. Yeah, it's not a bad team. More so one now, but could also have trouble being a top three team in the, this league. But setting yourself up for again playing in a two three year window, still got plenty of time to build around. Even Dak, you know, he's twenty nine. Yeah. Still got a few good years left in the tank. So you didn't didn't pigeonhole yourself either which way. I mean, um, I think we both kind of have a very similar outlook when we go to draft. We, as most people, we want to have good teams, but also be young. Like you said, don't want to pigeonhole yourself. You don't want to take every single vet, even though they're gonna score a fuck ton of points. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be screwed if you have to blow it up and not get any value out of said players. Exactly. So, when I'm drafting like a team like this, like if this team for some reason just just doesn't work, I know that there's still value in these guys' names. Brees Hall has value. Lamar has value. DK has value. Burks has value. 
maybe not so much. Prescott, they all have good value. Yeah, worst comes worst. A month and a half in, you're one and five. And it's not looking too hot. Ship a couple of them off and get some younger assets and look towards next year. I don't think this is a, a top three team. I, it's a playoff team, but it's definitely not top three. Right, right. Then my next team for the 109. Pretty much feel the same way. Middle of the pack team. Should make the playoffs with this core. Uh, 109. I took Bijan Robinson over Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So I was wanted to get a little Bijan in my build and see how that looks. Passing on the receivers, going with the running back early. Loop back around the second, took Deshaun Watson. I'm kind of changing my tune on Deshaun. He was an absolute bona fide top three, top five quarterback before all the nonsense. I attribute last year knocking off the rust, sitting out for almost two years and whatnot. I think we're going to see the same Deshaun back up in the top five again. I think he's going to be an absolute stud once again. And getting him in the early second when I have that type of outlook on him, absolutely amazing. And then, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying about Deshaun Watson, in, in our combined rankings, I've still got him as my QB 12. I... Not gonna say I like 100% believe in him, but I, I agree with you. I think that he was knocking off the rust last year. I get he had Amari Cooper, but they they've helped him out. He's got more weapons. Um, I would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson finishes as a top three quarterback this year. Uh, I'm all aboard the Deshaun trade, and his price is still fairly cheap for a potential top five dynasty quarterback. I, still I think his floor 27, is 27. Like, I think. Yeah, he's young. I I think his floor is like QB six. Yeah, he can he can easily get back up there. Yeah. So, might as well take the shot on him, especially in early second. Two hundred four, that's a steal. But yeah, and then three hundred four, I got Chris Olave, then Michael Pittman Jr., and then Danny Dimes in the fifth. So again, not the strongest team compared to the others, but I think off to a pretty good start with that. Two solid quarterbacks. Got my hero being Bijan and. A lot of people have a lot of a top 10, top 8. Pittman's another top 20 receiver. So two young receivers to build around, and I'm off to the races with this one. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of a as wide receiver 14. I don't think he's quite justified as a, a top 10 wide receiver yet, but you know, that, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but I agree with you, man. Deshaun, Deshaun I think, is going to skyrocket back up to what he was this year, or what, two, three years ago. Uh, Bijan Robinson, he's worth at least three firsts. Uh, Olave, two firsts. There's there's just tons of values here. Uh, Daniel Jones played himself into a contract extension. It's it's a good team. I, I'm with you, though. I don't. I think it's like a middle pack playoff team, but definitely not top three, top four. Right. And I'm interested to hear what you're thinking with your next team, huh? I'm a little bit on the fence of whether I like it or if I hate it. When I originally was drafting the first three picks, I was like, I could probably make something work here, but I need to get another quarterback. So, anyways, at 110, I took Jamar Chase. Shoot me if you want. People probably have Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase, but personally, I have Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson now. I have here for a little bit. 
Um, but I can explain that more or less because I feel like Jamar Chase is just that home run guy. Mm-hmm. He can do everything just... I, I know they're completely different wide receivers, but he can literally do everything Justin Jefferson can do. But I feel like he takes the defense off the top way better. Um, he's, and also, he's got that yak. He's got some yes. Debo in his game once he gets the ball he, in his he hands. Does. He's not like the the bruiser as much as Debo is, but he's he's a burner. You know, he you know, hits a 10-yard slant over the middle. If you're not immediately on his ass when he catches it, he might just dust you. Yeah, we saw it a couple years ago against uh, the Chiefs in Week 17 in Cincinnati. He caught it over the middle. There were five Chiefs defenders right there, and he, he just took a jab step and then went right. I ran all of them. Just, just gone. And there were three of them were in front of him at the time. Right. Poor, poor angles. And he just completely straight up right by him. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I've always had Jamar over JJ, but that's just my personal preference. I'm the same way. Give me the home run hitter, the guy that's going to get you some yak, get you a little extra. JJ, great receiver. I will, I will say this. We saw Justin Jefferson get shut down last year. Yep, good old Darius Slay. Darius Slay. I don't think I've seen Jamar Chase get shut down. Not Not to like that, that extent. No. I don't think Jamar Chase can be shut down like that. Well, we've seen Unless Jamar have some uh, low-output games, but I, I don't believe, like you said, it's because he was put on lockdown by the corner. Yeah. Um, but another, to me, another big reason, and that you know, it might say that's bullshit or lazy, whatever. But Jamar Chase, who is he tied to? Yep, the good old Kirk Cousins versus Joey Burrow. And Joe Burrow all day. So. To me, it's it's pretty easy why Jamar is over Justin Jefferson, and I'm not trying to shit on Justin Jefferson by any means. He's he's great. He's a wide receiver too, or one B, either or. Um, but Jamar Chase, to me, at 110 is is another absolute steal. Absolute steal. Yeah, that's who I was gonna pick. Like I said, I I wanted to give Bijan a try and see how building around him goes. You, it's it's not bad to be different. That's why I say Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson. I think as we get closer to the season, seeing Dynasty ADP from around the community, I think Bijan will eventually pass the wide receivers as we get closer to the season. I think next year, if he does what a lot of people are expecting, you know, maybe he's a top eight finishing running back and he looks damn good out there, comes out with a clean bill of health, I could easily see startups next year him going higher than 109, see him surpassing like Lamar, Fields, those type of guys, and getting up like the 106, 107 ish area. That's basically the same thing I was going to say. They're not going to run him completely underground like they feel like they did with Cordero Patterson. Um, But if you, like you said, if he finishes as a top 6 to 10 running back next year, clean bill of health, and that offense actually gets chugging and moving along and looking competent. I mean, I'd, I'd say, yeah, he could be the only guys I'd take above him are probably the top four quarterbacks. Yeah, and I, I believe Atlanta's going to do that. Yeah, I'm a Ritter guy. always have been. And I did, we'll talk about on our betting episode later, later next week. I'm bringing that back, some future NFL bets. But I pegged the Falcons to win the division. Uh, you know, straight bet and a few different parlays. So I'm all in on the Falcons and that offense and that shitty division they have. Well, and the bad thing is they were pretty competitive last year, it seemed like. I mean, they were... Yeah, and that was with, you know, fucking shit-stained Mariota and 
like you said, Cordero Patterson and the most quietest thousand yard rookie rusher, Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. You know, swap out, which Patterson's still there, but maybe he'll move around the formation, get some receiver work. I was going like I mean, to say, he used to play wide, a lot of wide receivers, so I wouldn't be surprised if he became you know, the wide receiver two or three. And I think Bijan's going to get some work as receiver as well, because after London, there's what, Mac Hollins, I think, is our wide receiver two right now. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Pitts out there, so I think. CPAT and Bijan will get some work out there. Algier will get a hefty amount of carries. You're going to have to, especially with Desmond Ritter being a rookie. Him yeah, I, I'm hoping that he lets him run. And he doesn't just for, hand it off to the running backs. Yeah, for them to have success, I think he needs to. Yeah. I, I mean, overall as a team. I think as Ritter goes, this team will go. Yeah, and as this team goes, Arthur Smith goes. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I, I used to love Arthur Smith when he was in Tennessee. Then he moved to Atlanta, and he's taking my boy Kyle Pitts pretty much out of the picture. Didn't use him in the red zone rookie year when he could have had a monster season. Then last year, yeah, we, we've talked didn't about, use him well. So we've talked about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts plenty. Um, the guy is just a walking mismatch. I, I hope he gets. I mean, he was already getting a lot of target share, but I, I just. Hope it's able to be capitalized this year. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see. I, I think it will be with a new man in town, a QB, that's got a, a way better arm. Just depends what kind of reins Arthur Smith is going to place on the kid. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I know moving to Charlotte, where the Panthers play, I will try to be attending when the Falcons come down. There you go. See that offense live and in person, that'd be pretty fun. I would enjoy it. I'd be wearing my Kyle Pitts jersey. Absolutely. Let's get back to the, the meat and potatoes, though. Yeah, let's so, get past the first round on this one, pal. At 110, like I said, I took Jamar Chase. I feel like that's easy, simple. Um, at 203, I took Jonathan Taylor. Bit of a reach by ADP standards nowadays. I'm usually seeing him further down the mid, late second. But it could be, but Bijan's my, not about Bijan's my about RB1. John Taylor's my RB2, so... To me, it, it, it made sense. Um, at 3.03, I, I took Kyler Murray. So, I was, uh, I guess, a little excited about this one because I was like, sweet. Got a, again, wide receiver one, RB1, and a top you know, seven quarterback. Um, is, he, is, he, is he still projected to miss him? He's still projected to miss a little bit of time, right? I have not heard much, but I think the feeling around fantasy football community is he will. Just because the team's going nowhere right now, and there's rumors swirling that maybe they're prepping the team for Caleb Williams and to ship Kyler Murray out of town. So what they've done so far this offseason helps him zero. It hurts him. So I don't think he's going to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't, but I feel like his uh, name still carries value regardless. Yeah, for this productive struggle you're heading towards, absolutely. And then at, uh, no comment. At 410, I took Brandon Ayuk. In my opinion, the best wide receiver on the, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What a shame. Oh, yeah. And then 503, he was one of our uh, dynasty buys, uh, Jared Goff. Yes, he yes, finished he as, uh, points-wise, I think he finished like quarterback nine. Um, 
have no reason to think that he's not going to be able to repeat that again this year with a with a better line and, and better weapons and having a guy like Jameer Gibbs back there with him. So I feel like uh, I don't know how the you know his ADP would be you know I don't know any of that, but I feel like a five or three Jared Goff's a steal. Yeah, fifth round for what he can produce in that offense for this year and possibly get a pretty fat extension. Great value there. But I see this as a year two team. Yes. Mo because Kyler. I don't yes. see him playing this year. If he does, it's going to be too late in the year to elevate the team to a contender status. But still, young Jamar Chase, JT still young. I'm not mad about having him this year, holding him for next. Of course, Ayuk is still young. But if golf does not get that extension after this year, oh this, no, this it, team's in trouble. Yes. Golf, golf needs to get that extension, but um, my personal feelings, I think golf has earned an extension. Oh, once it, he wins that division this year, hell yeah. Yeah. They're going to roll out the red carpet for that, man. Why wouldn't you? You traded away Matt Stafford, got Jared Goff, and three or four first-round picks, and you're, I, I know that the, the Rams won a Super Bowl, but you win your division and make the playoffs with the guy that you were just taking money on for. Yeah, when you're the Lions, you're not shooting for the Super Bowl. You're mm-hmm. shooting for fucking 500 record. And then a Maybe. little over, and then the division. They're, right. they're years ahead of the rebuild they were oh, they absolutely. were in. They were top five on offense defense last year, and I think they're even better this year. And I love Dan Campbell. I think oh, he's a hell Dan of a, Campbell's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a player coach. He may not be the best X's and O's guys, but it's not his job. His guys go out there and play for him. Like his, his O.C., Blake on his name. I, damn it. Brian Johnson. Some, uh, I can't remember at the moment, but his OC is a hell of an OC. Their defense is up and coming and improving. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. He's going to be head coach next year. One way or another. Unless he gets Eric being a beat. But hopefully that does not happen to him. But that's not what Cam was there for. He's there to motivate these guys and Light a fire up under their ass, and he did that day one and continues to do so. And He's a hell of a coach, especially for a city like Detroit, a team like them. He's the man for the job, and he's proved it. I mean, he's completely changed that team. I mean, the, the culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, basically everything. I mean, I, I felt like they were on their way down. You know, DeAndre Swift wasn't really shit. They, they took on Jared Goff and his massive contract. It was like, oh, great there. Right, TJ Goff wasn't living up to... This high overall pick, right? I mean, it just seemed like they were uh, on the, the on the downswing. Amon Ra, quarterback, Ohio State. Okuda. yes, he was dog shit. Like yeah. I expected him to be. I and expected Okuda to suck too. He got away no, with a I'm lot much, of uh, not to the magnitude that he. No, he he <laughs> he sucked sucked in Detroit, but I expected him not to be. Very I didn't expect him to be worthy of the third overall pick. No. Uh, but the team's on the up and up, and I'm loving it. And I did take a Detroit line with my next team from the 111. I did scoop up Justin Jefferson, then took another Justin, Mr. Fields in the second, and then the Sun God, Amon Ra in the third, Saquon in the fourth, and DJ Moore in the fifth. So I'm absolutely headed for a win now build with this one. Got my hero RB with Saquon. Got three, two stud receivers, a very good wide receiver, two to stack with Fields that could become a stud wide receiver with Fields. 
I'm feeling really good about this build. But I mean, the, the this first five picks here. I mean, I, I think he did absolutely great. Um, two year window. Yep. Yep. And I we'll see as we go through our next couple episodes. I absolutely build upon. That's where I was going. Was a two three year window to try to bring home the championship. This. At the one twelve, this draft spot might be my favorite team. Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous of this one, a little bit. Uh, I wanted a rich instead of Justin Fields, but besides the fucking point, <laughs> besides the point. So <clears throat> one twelve, I, I might have went a little, you know, left at Albuquerque instead of right, but I took Marvin Harrison Jr. Figured why not? To me. I've got him in my combined rankings as wide receiver three. The other two went right before him. Let's keep on track, wide receiver three. Um, I think Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, as soon as he steps on the NFL, on the NFL field, he's going to be a top five wide receiver. I think he'll be a top top three NFL pick. Oh, yeah. Looking Caleb, maybe Drake May. I think Marvin's going to be second or third. Well, with any luck, he's going to go. It's going to be Caleb 1 to the Cardinals, Marvin 2 to the Cardinals, and he and the Texans pick. Yeah. And the Texans would be feeling so shitty if that was the case. Could have paired Marvin back with, with CJ. CJ. And, yeah. and been cooking with hot water. Yep. Yeah. But I'm, I'm right there with pick, you. I'd do the same thing here at this spot. I'd be taking the same two. Uh, why not? You know, uh, Personally, I have Anthony Richardson as my... Uh, Obviously, my QB one in the rookie this rookie class, uh, but he's my QB eleven in the combined rankings, um, and that might be a little conservative compared to yours. Um, Just a smidge. But to me, it made absolute sense. I I think Anthony Richardson's ceiling is a top two quarterback in the league. Yeah, fantasy wise, yeah, he could be better than Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's not necessarily my comp because I think Anthony Richardson's arm is a lot better. But the his athleticism and ability to run, and he's just, we've said it plenty of times, he's got all the tools in the toolbox, and he fits the mold of what NFL teams are looking at, looking for in a quarterback. I, I love me some Anthony Richardson. Then um, third-round reversal, good old 301. I took Kyle Pitts, the guy we took, talked about earlier. Would you have made that same pick? Yeah, yeah. I would have made every single pick except for maybe your last one. Maybe the last one? Maybe the last one. Yeah. But I know. I wanted Pitts on the my other team. I was going to. I wanted to go Jefferson, A. Rich Pitts. I wanted to go one year productive struggle and then try to contend year two. And then you blew that up and fucking <laughs> just kept year going. Year one, year ago. Right. I, I went. To me, this team is a for sure productive struggle team or you know looking at year two year three um, but Kyle Pitts at 301 he's my tight end two in our combined rankings um, we've talked about him enough it, it's Kyle fucking Pitts at 412 I took Quinn Ewers mm-hmm. um, currently he's my uh, quarterback three in the 24 class but I feel like with the season he's going to have, he'll finish the year as QB2 right behind Caleb Williams. 
Um, in my combined rankings, he is QB 16. So personally, I hold Quinn Ewers in, in pretty high regards. I think Quinn Ewers uh, finally has that breakout season at Texas this year that we were kind of hoping he would have last year, that he had showed flashes of last year. Um, just a little inconsistent. I think he uh, has a completely different year because they can't rely on a guy like Bijan Robinson. He, he has to be the guy. He, he's uh, Diamonds are made under pressure. He's either going to be a diamond or he's going to fail. Yeah. So I think he's going to do the former. So That's what we're hoping for. I said he's going to be a top five NFL pick next year, and I still think that. And it's, it's, I mean, full it's, confidence in Quinn Ewers, full steam ahead. I think he'll be in New York for the Heisman. Oh, yeah. He's going to have a fucking great year. I think he's going to go into Tuscaloosa and dominate Alabama, much like he was doing before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Uh, I, I, think, I, I think they beat Alabama, and I don't, I don't oh, think it's close. And I think if he does that, that's going to put the stamp on him. That's going to get people back on his on his bandwagon not, behind him. Not going to say be his Heisman moment, but that's going to propel him to the front yep. for sure. And as far as the Dynasty Derby community, that's something like that is what it's going to take for people to get behind him again and be a believer. Absolutely. If you can't go to Alabama, dominate them, or play really well and come out with a significant win and not be looked at as you're a good quarterback. Yep. No, Especially I, given what he already did last year against them. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, it basically took took the exact words I was going to say out of my mouth. Um, if he goes in and, and beats Alabama and he's the reason they win and he looks you know, better than good, I mean, they'll be right there behind Caleb. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, and then, like you said, though, here at, at 501, you probably would, might not have made this pick, but I, I took Jordan Addison. Figured a, a young wide receiver. Um, yeah. I went not running back right now. You'll see why later. But um, it's it's a productive struggle team. I don't want a running back yet. Yeah. There's, to me, there's no reason. It's wasted points. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I would have taken Addison on this team. I would have taken Ibuka, personally. One of the Ohio State teammates... Yeah, I mean that's Marvin. yeah no that's absolutely that's that's fair, that's fair. But other than that, I, I fucking love the build. You stayed on brand with going full productive struggle, a little bit Debbie heavy. You know, year one, year three, year one player, you know, year zeros. Yeah. So definitely stayed on brand and chose your direction and stuck to right it. up the right up the middle with it. Yeah, chose direction, stuck with it with stuck conviction. It. Exactly, and that's. That's what you want to do in a startup. No matter which direction you go, it That's doesn't matter, thing. but you need to do it with conviction. You need to be committed. You don't want to be in limbo. And stick to it. Yeah, you, like I, I had one team we talked about earlier with my Lamar team. I mean, I, I left myself outs, but I didn't I didn't pick a direction to stick with it. Exactly. That's, you know. That's where you but get in, trouble in, a lot of And mocks and stuff like this, I mean, you're, you're going to have teams like that. Yeah, feel I mean, the way the pieces fall... That team, just particular, it was a, a shit spot, and I just, not saying I went BPA, but I, it was hard to build a team that I was wanting to build with the pieces that were available at that spot. Right. To me, that seemed like the spot on the board that was the worst spot on the board. Exactly. And this this exercise and these episodes are to just give you a little bit of a baseline of 
where these Debbie players are in relation to the normal dynasty players already scoring points. You know, where maybe you should value a, a high 24 pick, you know, 25 pick, which we didn't do any 25 players as of yet. But they'll be coming. They're coming. So, and a few 26 players were sprinkled in in this one. Had to. So it just gives you a view of how they're they're viewed, at least by us, in relation to the normal dynasty players already available to you. I mean, this just puts a value for a player compared to just a draft pick. And I'm I'm personally not a fan. Where am I going with this? Of placeholders. You know, this to me. This was fun. I just I really like, I enjoyed this a lot. I think we should do this more. Oh, this is going to be a common occurrence. I will just build us a database. Oops, build us a database for next time. Yeah, well, Make it a lot easier. Yeah. No, this this was fun. I, I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the hell out of this. This this was a lot of fun. And then, uh, kind of going back to what you said earlier, since uh, we actually had to like construct a team and have uh, an actual thought process behind the picks and not just go BPA. This wasn't this, a rookie draft comparable draft uh, where you're just taking the best rookie available. Yeah, this is right. Right. This isn't just like where do we think these guys will be drafted. This is build teams at these spots. Exactly. I, I felt like that added a whole different layer, and that's what made it fun. And you, know, you guys will see as we go go along in the draft reviewing it, you'll be like, oh, wait, where's this guy? Where's that guy? Like Drake May. I think I scooped him up in the sixth or seventh round. Theoretically, you might think he would go higher, but with some of these team builds, why, you know, why but, waste a spot on a Debbie quarterback coming in next year? There was a, when you've yeah. already drafted a couple guys that are going to score you high points. Exactly, that's kind of the same thing I was going with. Like, uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but there was a guy that we picked. I picked really late, and the only reason to me he made it that far is because we had already picked two, three quarterbacks, and it was mm-hmm. for that exact reason. Like, I'm not going to sit here if I can take this guy in the 13th or 14th round when I've already got that position kind of filled. And he's not necessarily a, a game changer going to be year one, I, although we both hold him very high. But I'm not going to waste a pick, waste a pick on him when I've got the position basically covered. Exactly. He's not a necessity yet. It's a want. Exactly. If I want him, I'll wait on him. So that's why rankings, ADP, throw it out the damn window. Yeah. They're lovely tools to gauge some stuff, but they're not always accurate. They're not always pertinent to your draft. Each league and draft is different from the next one. And they're not your own. Exactly. ADP can be built on 12 guys, but is it the 12 guys you're playing with? Right. No. So it may not be relevant to them. They may not give a shit about reaching for a player or whatnot. Well, and and me and you are both firm believers in get your guy. If that's your Mm -hmm. guy, get your guy. You know, I don't think Marvin Harrison 112 is a bad idea, but I'm sure there's... Hundreds of people out there would say I'm an idiot for taking it. Marvin Harrison at 112. Oh, yeah. I can already hear him. They're going to be scoffing at Caleb Williams at 105 and Marvin right. Wharton, Marvin at 112. Two Debbies in the first round. I know there's people in the community that, you know, like like you said, you and I both have Caleb at our QB5 in our combined rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I think that's a shoe-in. He's As soon as he steps foot on NFL field, he's a top-five quarterback. Mm-hmm. No reason not to think that. I know that's not how most people feel. Same thing with Marvin Harrison. I've got him as my wide receiver three. I think it's the same thing. He steps on field. There's no way he's no lower than wide receiver five. No way. 
And there, I know that most of the community thinks that, you know, he's lucky to be a top ten guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just say, if you're a rebuilding team and you have what looks like to be a top three, 24 first, hold on to that thing with dear life. Mm-hmm. Don't trade it for... I wouldn't be trading for anything, to be honest, unless it's something stupid, silly, like Pat Mahomes, you know, which obviously it's not going to happen. It could sound me straight up, but yeah, I'm... I'm I'm getting what you're putting down. Um, give me the shot at Caleb or Marvin. If you get unlucky and you have one of three, and Caleb and Marvin go before you, Quinn, ship it all for a haul. Or that. Take Quinn, take Drake May. <coughs> Still good building blocks. Yeah. But that'll wrap up part one of looks to be a three-part series we're going to hand out to you. So hopefully you'll catch us on the other side going for part two, round six through ten. So you'll see these teams come together just a little bit more and see the directions we ultimately did choose, especially in the meaty rounds where you're really really forming your team, rounding it out. These rounds are are easy. When you start getting into like your your depth per Mm -hmm. se, you can really see which way these these teams head. Yeah, there there are some interesting ones. I will just say that in the end. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this part, and we'll see you on the next one. So you can find us all on Twitter, of course. That's what we use for our social media, our preferred method. You can hit me up. My Twitter is gump7285. Derek's is D underscore cook 93, and that is spelled K-O-C-H. You can find the podcast on all social media platforms at gridiron underscore F-S. If you could please leave us a rating review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Whatever you're listening to, we'd greatly appreciate it. So catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. See ya.